Kevin. Now, there are some funny things going around, and uh, this week on uh, Facebook and on all social media pages, um, there was a heart pacemaker machine kind of thing, uh, which was found 50 years after Chris Barnett had implanted it into uh, into into somebody's body. Uh, and this was uh, an amazing discovery. And this actually made me think about time capsules. And, uh, you know, when you uh, use a time capsule, you, for instance, write a letter I know that I wrote a letter for my unborn first baby and I, and I wrote that letter and her mother kept it until uh, round about her, her 21st birthday and on her 21st birthday we actually handed it over to her. So that's kind of thing. It could be a message in a bottle. It could be something that you bury in the ground. Uh, to take out eventually and we will be looking at time capsules with uh, Brandon Peterson and Brandon Peterson is an independent he started his own blog and he's going to be writing about a lot of these things happen you you telling me Brandon first of all welcome to the show and a very good morning to you hey, good morning how are you doing I'm good I'm good it's always like a chatting to you you were telling me now about the time capsule that was just found a couple of hours ago yeah so you know very recently it's funny year that we're talking about time capsules because one was found in rural England on a farm. Um, and when I say a few hours ago, I'm talking about less than 24 hours ago. So that's, you know, they were just like the capsules, apparently like 101 years old. It was buried in 18, I can't remember exactly, but you know, 1800. So putting it at, as I said, just over 101 mm. years old. They haven't said exactly what's in it yet, but you kind of wonder sort of 101 years ago, what was there? What are you what are you burying in the time capsule? You know, and how different was life then to, you know, what we know as normal life now? And exactly why do people actually bury time capsules? Because I looked at uh, the Palace of the Lost City Secrets were buried as a time capsule also some time ago, uh, you know, and they'll be unveiling that and opening that up uh, in about 2040, 2042 when the palace is, yeah. is 50 years old. So there's a couple of very interesting things uh, that people do. Even even Eskom has, has buried a time capsule. <laughs> I wonder if they buried the keys to, to Kuberg Power Station in there. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, besides all of that, you know, there's this this project um, in South Africa. I can't remember the exact name. It's escaped me now. Um, but where it's also a time capsule, and I believe they're wanting to open it in the year 2100 and something. And I was just like, well, that's that's quite a way away that even I can't think about. But I was chatting to a friend over the past few days, you know, about time capsules. And I said to her, but, you know, the same question he asked, who actually does this? Why are people putting time capsules into the ground. And she said, it's funny that I should say that because when she was younger, when her family moved and they moved fairly often, they would always leave something behind. So a time capsule that they would have made and they would just put stuff in, you know, like um, a tin can or put it in a glass bottle and bury it in the yard. And she said it was little things like a note just to sort of explain this is who they are, this is what life is like, um, put a coin in so people can sort of get a feel for I suppose, currency, and just sort of few mm. odds and ends, just to sort of give a bit of an understanding. But my question then is, are those things enough to sort of explain to people, well, this is what life was like, you know, during the time that this time capsule was, was buried? Yeah, I, I see that the 2120, um, it's called About Vault 2120, yeah, is that they want to create a unique social, historical, cultural and scientific experience, um, you know, for people who want to create a snapshot of what 2019 in an un 
unprecedented way uh, and send forth a snapshot to the 22nd century. I can't even think that far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they will keep it there till 2120 uh, and then tell you what, what life was about a year ago. What should be in a time capsule, you know, um, what would ESCOM put in a time capsule, for instance? I mean, I'm hoping ESCOM is putting renewable energy sources because that would be lovely. Um, but in terms of what you'd actually put in a time capsule, I, you know, I honestly don't know because if you think about what life is like right now, you know, we're all obsessed with everything digital. So social media, our phones, you know, all of these things which either are intangible, so you can't actually put them in a time capsule, mm. or will degrade, you know, in less than 100 years. So I think you'd have to go for more natural things. And you'd, you'd have to do things like, you know, maybe maybe you should do currency. Maybe you should put a few coins in there so people can sort of see, well, this is how they transacted with, you know, um, other people. And I would say, you know, maybe write a letter, but you've got to find a way to preserve it so that the elements and the air don't actually sort of degrade it by the time someone opens it because, you know, we know that that's what happens to old books, which is why they get kept in those, you know, pressurized and... Um, sanitized sort of libraries and rooms and things. So in terms of what I would put in, honestly, I think it would be a very difficult choice because you want things that have meaning, but if it has meaning to you, you kind of don't want to part with it as well. So I think the question I'd ask is, what would you put in it? Yeah, I see the Eskom, as a matter of fact, very, very interestingly, they put in copies of all videos and photographs of all the achievements uh, in 1998, <laughs> when they probably still had money. Uh, a list of patents held by Eskom, that's quite interesting. Uh, videos of the Eskom Choir is what they put into the time capsule. And, of course, uh, a plan showing the current electricity grid and proposed expansion projects uh, for the next couple of years and also uh, an organogram of ESCOM's management review committee. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, um, what would, you know, a lot of corporate people are, are, are using time capsules to tell us exactly what things were, were um, you know, uh, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Uh, what would the essential sort of benefits be um, of having the time capsule and uncovering that time capsule, you know? I think sort of the biggest benefit would be, you know, if you're living, let's say, in the year 2120 and you find this time capsule, you're getting a better, hopefully, a better snapshot of either that organization or that city or that town or whatever it might be, you know, during that time, instead of having to rely on, on the history books because History books and, you know, the Internet are going to give you sort of bigger overviews and not more specific information. So from that perspective, I think it becomes a lot more useful, a lot more beneficial for a lot of companies. But the danger, I think, is, you know, if you're putting in things like videos, well, how, you know, do people watch content or consume content in the future? Because if you look at something like VHS, which 20, 30 years ago was, you know, the thing, and then we moved on to DVDs, and now those aren't even a thing. You see how fast things move, and you've got to be very conscious of the fact that you've got to put something in there that will stand the test of time and doesn't require a specific medium or a specific format or a specific piece of equipment to be used. Mm. Where would you bury a time capsule? Where would you keep it? Because obviously it's, it is something that you need to keep for a very, very long time. Yeah. I, I wish my mother had put her recipes in a time capsule and <laughs> I could actually find them. But, I mean, where would you put it? If you want to go with traditional time capsules, then, you know, you, you want to find something that when you bury it in the ground, it's going to be durable, it's going to be long-lasting, so no matter what happens, 
you know, whether it's floods, whether, you know, heaven forbid, it's earthquakes, whatever else it might be, it's still going to survive all of that and everything inside is going to be fine. But I honestly think that, you know, you want to bury it near landmarks, something that is also going to stand the test of time, not just, oh, let me put it, you know, under the tree in my backyard. Well, who knows? You know, you move out of the house, next person buys the house, cuts down the tree. Well, then how would anyone, you know, sort of ever find where this time capsule is? So I think you want to you, you want to bury it in a place of significance, in a place where 50 years, 60 years, 200 years from now, there's still a chance of at least finding it, because otherwise all that information is just lost. Chatting to Brandon Peterson, independent blogger, and of course you can read up on his blog uh, about time capsules and what happens with time capsules. Brandon, thanks very much for your time. Have a fantastic uh, morning. Yeah, well, at least I won't be digging up any holes. So. <laughs> thanks a lot. Enjoy it. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye.